Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by the UPS Store Canada. Terry and Ted podcast. That's what we need. We need the jingles. Terry and Ted podcast singers. That's right. We like need the jingles. old radio. Yeah, the old yeah. radio jingle singers. Terry Whatever and happened Ted to them? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you have different variations, well, different yeah, remember, tempos. Yeah, like if you listened to CKGM when you were a kid, there was, you know, before a soft song, it was CKGM. <laughs> and then if it was before a heavy song, it'd be like, CKGM. So we need that. We don't. <laughs> Hello, I'm Terry DeMonte. That's Ted Bird speaking. It's a podcast sans invité or aujourd'hui. Oui, c'est just nous, just yes. nous autres. So you can tune out now if you yeah. like. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> now these are kind of fun, and they are. actually. We've asked for your participation today, um, and I'll get to all of that in a minute. Before we do one thing, we always have to say thank you to our title sponsor, the good people at the UPS Store Canada. Not only do we have to, we want to. Yeah, we do, actually, because, um, again, these are uh, businesses. We're lucky enough that we believe in these businesses. They're not people that we don't know who, you know, bought some advertising. These are people that we know and love and have a lot of respect for. And it it starts at the top at the UPS Store Canada with David Drucker, longtime friend of ours. Uh, we had lunch with him the other day, and he told us, I uh, said, how many locations now, David? And he said, 380-something. Uh, yeah, he's, I lost, think. he's yeah, lost He's count. lost count. Literally, <laughs> That's how prosperous yeah. he is. <laughs> All over the country, no matter where you are in Canada, you'll be able to find a UPS store uh, near you, and we dropped by the one in Il Perot. Yep, and saw Jason Liverman and Jason's wife Nancy Friend, and they gave us uh, the ten cent tour of uh, their store, and uh, we saw them in action yes, too. We did. Some folks were coming in and out, including yep. Grant, the UPS driver. That's right. Uh, who uh, was in his brown uniform in the brown truck, just like in the movies. Courier services, packaging services. They can receive your parcels. They have mailbox rentals. If you have a business at home, these things are invaluable. They can do printing for you, copy services. Um, some lawyers and notaries still deal with faxes. Nobody has a fax machine at home. They can take care of that for you. People still fax? People still fax things. Yeah. You know what I saw online the other day? Dolly Parton doesn't have a cell phone and doesn't have email. The only way you, you can reach her. You know what she her? does have. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only way you can reach her is fax. Isn't is that, that right? Isn't that fascinating? You mentioned attorneys and notaries. Yes. Do they still deal with faxes? Yeah, sometimes if you know, you're know you buying a house or you have to get legal documents, I know people still do it with you know email and stuff, but a lot of people you know like to have it in their hands right away and they ask you for a fax. Hmm. UPS Store can help you with that. Uh, they can help you with shredding services. You shouldn't leave 
your information in the garbage, you know, you should you shred, shred your, it. Don't light yeah. it on fire. Yeah. Shred it because fires can yeah. spread. Shredding can't. Uh, the UPS store uh, can help you whether or not you have a business or you need to get something across the country or you need to pack something properly. They can help you with it all. The UPSstore.ca. So today on the uh, program, on the podcast, uh, we uh, are going to talk about a couple of things that we want to get off our chest. And also, um, we um, we posted on social media um, a little slide that said, if you have any questions for us, uh, we'll respond to them today on uh, this episode and maybe another episode where Ted and I are just on our own. And before we get into that, Ted, I want to say thank you to you and George. Thank you, George, um, for uh, having me on I the morning love show. love him and stroke him and hug him and squeeze him and call him George. George Santrisos uh, and I co-host The Morning Show on the Poseidon uh, Podcast Comedy Network, which is where this podcast is also posted on the tube of you. And uh, since Terry was in town, I said, to George, uh, let's have Terry in today. And I knew that you and George would get along like houses on fire. Yes, and that and you we would did. have some great spirited political conversation because you're both political junkies. Yes, and that's how it went. If you go to, um, how do, where should they go? Poseidon on on YouTube. Pa- the morning uh, show. Just type the in morning uh, show. Pantel's comedy. That's the YouTube, that's the official name of the YouTube channel. P a n t e l i s. Actually, I type in Pantelis Morning Show. You could type and it too. pops up the October eighteenth edition, and uh, you'll see uh, Terry there, and you'll see George, and you'll see me, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. We had uh, a lot of fun and, and some good spirited conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah, it was. And good. and we and we uh, we talk about on the morning show. We, we talk about current events. Yes, and it's less loosey goosey, laugh uh, out loud than yeah. than what you and I do on standing by. Yeah. Uh, so it's a chance to to flex a different kind of muscle. Yeah, it is. And we had some uh, nice conversations, like I said, about the uh, political climate uh, in this country and the states. And uh, we discussed my friendship with the prime minister. And uh, we discussed language. Odd that language came up when we were talking On politics. On the Montreal podcast. Yeah, what do you language. Know about that? You know, yeah. Really, eh? That came up again. Um, anyway, it's, uh, it's available. And... Uh, Somebody uh, somebody gave money while we were doing that podcast. How does that work? Uh, Ten big dollars. You, can, uh, you can basically drop a super chat. It's called. And, Is that right? Uh, How does yep. that work? So uh, when you're watching the morning show, when you're watching the morning fling, show, and yeah. you want to be heard, and uh, you want to put where your uh, your money where your mouth is. I see. You drop ten. Uh, well, whatever you could drop, like two dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever you like. Uh, in the super chat, right. and uh, I will read it out loud. Very good. And the money goes to support the podcast. Yes. Yeah, it goes to the and channel the production. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, Poseidon, who is our uh, producer. Hello, Poseidon. Hello, gentlemen. Nice to have you on the podcast. When we have guests, we ignore you. And I Poor feel, Poseidon. I feel yeah. shame for yeah. that. I no, do, too. Well, well, I no, don't. No, don't, don't I worry don't. about it. Why? Well, there's no reason. Well, you shame. know, it's you're in the room, and yeah. I have my back to you because I'm looking at the guests. It's very rude. If anything, you should feel more ashamed every time I speak on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the self-loathing Poseidon, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. How are you guys doing? Good. You? Yeah, good. all good. And very excited to be back in the podcast studio at... Uh, it's something that I just uh, really, really enjoy. 
It's a nice outlet for the retired guy. Mm-hmm. And um, that and our little Saturday show that we do on uh, the little radio station out in Hudson. Saturday mornings yeah. on Light 106.7 FM. And uh, during Terry's sojourn into town to record this season of the podcast, we did a live broadcast uh, on Light 106.7. We did the Saturday morning show live from Felix and Norton Cookies. Uh, which is one of our sponsors on the radio station, from their new store on St. John's Boulevard in DDO, Quebec. And boy, did we have fun, and boy, did folks turn out for that, eh? Yeah, it was really, it was, uh, it's such a nice compliment that people come and they, you know, they bring pictures from days of yore, and they, you know, they somebody brought a switchback sweatshirt, and people come to talk about, Growing up with us and people who've been listening yeah. to us since before Poseidon even heard of us. Yeah, it really it was, it was only a couple of years yeah. ago that Pantella said, We're getting Terry and Ted. And Poseidon yeah, went, Who? Yeah. Who are those guys? <laughs> and also, it's a nice celebration of uh, it's a bit of a nostalgic moment for uh, Miss Felix and Mr. Norton Cookies. They, sure. they used to have stores all over Montreal, and then those disappeared for a while and it turned into a different kind of business. Now there's that retail location that smells like freshly baked cookies and is beautifully designed. And the recipe hasn't changed, eh? No, it has not. The cookies taste exactly the same and are just as delicious as they ever were. oatmeal and raisin are back. Back. At Terry DeMonte's insistence. (laughs) Well, Felix and Norton brought them back specifically to stop him from belly (laughs) aching. I kept dropping the hint. Yeah, I, I kept dropping the hint. So thank you, Michael. Um, we're gonna we're gonna answer your questions before this uh, episode is done. Uh, thanks for the response on uh, Facebook and the Twitter, by the way. We appreciate that. And I think I also put it on uh, Instagram. Um, we'll uh, we're gonna cover a couple of topics today, including uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that Ted is wearing his uh, shirt, uh, recognizing his beloved New York Giants. Um, that are pretty hard to be beloving of this uh, particular well, season. As, God, of the ti- as of the time of this uh, uh, recording, the Giants suck ass. Gosh, in a big way. But you got to stick with your team. Absolutely, right? absolutely. You and you got to stick with your team. Ted, Ted went down. I watched the game on TV. I said to Ted, "Don't forget to wave in case you end up on television." So Jess and I, uh, Jess is a, a big NFL football fan. Who's her favorite team? Well, she she kind of likes the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Yeah. Odd uh, choice. Yeah. Well, you know what? We watched the quarterback series. I don't know if you watched it on Netflix. No. It was a great, great series, and they chose uh, – there was uh, – uh, Well, if it was Minnesota, there yeah. was Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and um, Mahomes. Yeah, from um, Kansas City. And a uh, man who didn't stay with Atlanta, whose name I'm forgetting. <laughs> He was with it. He's been around. He went to. He, he was Atlanta, and then he left. And, oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. Matt Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, no, it wasn't Matt Ryan. It, it wasn't, wasn't Matt Ryan. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was a series on on four quarterbacks, and um, she said, I'm, "I'm really enjoying this piece on Kirk Cousins and his family and the Minnesota Vikings." And uh, she was kind well, of drawn towards that. Reason. Yeah. So anyway, we. So she's watching the Giants get the shit kicked out of them by the <laughs> yeah, Dolphins yeah. in Miami, where and we, Sam and I, my son, my son Sam and I, were at that game. We we couldn't believe how ill prepared the Giants looked on all levels. I'm not a football coach, but special teams, the offensive line, defense, the defense, yeah. just they sucked at every turn in yeah. every position. 
And you said that coach was a genius last year. He didn't look like a genius. He was the NFL coach of the year last year. The Giants had a breakthrough season. They made the playoffs. They beat the Vikings in the wild card game. They made some, on paper, some great offseason moves. And Sam and I were so excited and enthusiastic about this season. So we bought our tickets for Miami. The game was October 8th. We bought our tickets in May. I bought them on a website called Game Time, which is like StubHub, but it's just a different website, was recommended to me. Got a couple of seats on the 40-yard line for 735 Canadian for the pair, which I know it's a lot of money, but that's what it costs these days to get good seats at an NFL game. And when we got to the gate at the stadium on game day, my tickets were invalid. Wow. Jesus. Are you sure? Yep. Invalid, sir. We've scanned them three times. They're no good. So at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, the customer service is unbelievable. They had two people taking care of us. Wow. And one of them said, I'll be back in 10 minutes. And he went somewhere and made a phone call or went online or something, and and he came back and said, the season ticket holder whose tickets you purchased defaulted on his account, so his account was suspended. That's why the tickets are no good. But Game Time, who I bought the tickets through, didn't bother notifying me of that. So on the spot, having already spent $735 for two tickets that turned out to be no good, we spent another 800 with StubHub so that we could get into the game. And at that point, we're there. There's no way I'm going all the way to Miami and we're getting to the gate at the stadium yeah. and not going to the game. And so I... Um, I laid out the 800, and we got uh, we got tickets, and then you uh, checked home. <laughs> yeah, no. The next no. day, the next day, uh, I sent uh, a note. Actually, that night, I sent an email to Game Time saying, you know, here's my uh, here's my transaction number. My tickets were invalid at the gate. I got a note back from them the next day saying, sorry about your experience. Please provide us with the following and a big long list, like forensic yeah. evidence, your receipt. Um, uh, screenshots of, of the tickets, uh, what time you arrived at the gate, what time your tickets were scanned. They wanted screenshots of the scans saying invalid, which I didn't take. It never occurred to me at the time. Anyway, Sam put together everything they asked for and sent an email back to them. And um, like 10 days later, hadn't heard a thing. I'm, so I'm I, cynical. I, I think the forensic evidence part is the beginning of them hoping you'll go away. Probably. You know, and, and the, the lack of return and lack of response is, again, hoping you will go away. Well, I have written it off at this point, and so I went on Twitter, on my Twitter account, and I said never, ever buy tickets for event tickets from, and I tagged them, at game time. Yeah. Because I bought tickets for a football game in Miami, and they were invalid when I got to the game, and inquiries for refunds. My subsequent inquiries, I sent them three subsequent emails over the course of a week. Could you please just acknowledge that you're looking into my situation? Please acknowledge that you've received this email and that my file is being attended to. And I heard sweet fuck all back from them. So that's when I went on Twitter. And uh, I'm sure now, Twitter X as it's now called, you know, I'm I'm sure they saw that because they don't have a huge following on their on their Twitter account, they get about 40,000 people. So whoever does their social media saw that. So now it's probably, well, fuck him. He's going to trash us publicly. He's not getting his money back. And then, but a lawyer friend of mine 
sent me a note and said, uh, I'm going to help you get your money back. He'll send a govern yourself accordingly. Exactly, no, yeah, yeah. I forget what yeah. he called it. it yeah. was, it's a specific... Uh, I'll tell you what impressed me. It impressed me that you got the kind of attention from the Miami Dolphins staff. They were terrific. Because they were a amazing. Lot of, on a lot of occasions, and I've seen it in some venues, when that light flashes red and you don't have proper tickets, they ask you to step aside. Like a lot of venues take the... This isn't my problem. Yeah, where you got on next. Yeah, sorry, you're, yeah. you're holding up the line. There's nothing I can do to help you. So I was really impressed by that story about the Dolphins staff. They were actually disappointed for me. Like yeah. when I tried it the second time, the guy was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah." Because I, I, I know now. You know, we were, we were talking about this with uh, Michael Farber about the days when you used to hold the tickets in your hand yeah. and look at them and get all excited yeah, for the day. Sure. And now my wife handles, you know, like our concert tickets and everything else. And I can't help it. When we go to the venue, whether it's in Seattle or at the Rogers Center in Vancouver, when they scan the, you know, the, the phone, the QR code, I always hold my breath. Yeah. And I wait for the light to turn green because I think, I wonder if we did something wrong or we're, you know. Yeah, it's... well, something sure went wrong with me. Wow. And that was, uh, that was a big disappointment. But, you know, like I say, we were... We went all the way there. Yeah. Well, you're and, not going to uh, walk away at that point. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Sam said to me, "Dad, you're handling this surprisingly well." Yeah. <laughs> and well, I said, "Well, something something of this magnitude, you know, I'll say to myself, okay, we have to figure this out. A busted shoelace, however, yeah. is like for fuck's sake, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> and I have to say, you want to follow through with that because these are nice father-son memories that a lot of people don't get to make. Well, the Giants got off to such a bad start. We talked about how terrible they are. Um, when they lost, uh, the previous week, uh, they got blown out by, I think it was Seattle. And I was so angry watching the game. And this <laughs> yeah. is like, this is an example of the for fuck's sakes I was talking <laughs> about. I sent Sam a text and I said, we're not going, I'm selling the tickets. <laughs> I said, I'm selling the tickets and we're staying at home. And also, and he talked me out of it. He sent yeah. me back a note and he said, you know what, Dad? He said, it's our thing and we do it. Yeah. And I know they suck, but come on. It's, we're going. It's, yeah, yeah. It's our thing. And the next day at the airport, I couldn't get my fucking passport to scan. Like I'm trying to check myself in because yeah. there's no one at yeah. the counters. Do right? it yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I can't get my fucking passport to scan and I get so fucking angry and i sent him a note i can't get i can't get signed in my passport won't scan i'm going home we're not going we're not going yeah <laughs> and, and he sent danielle his mom yeah. a note and said please go to the airport and help dad check in and she texted me and said don't go home i'm on my way she actually <laughs> went to the airport well she was on her way but, oh, okay. but then i figured it out okay so yeah jesus you're like me i, I don't know if this is a thing I, used I to, think it's called emotional immaturity. That for sure, but yeah. I used to be able to do things by myself. Like I, I come to Montreal for the podcast without my wife, and I miss her terribly. Yeah. And I feel like I can't do anything without her. Yeah. Well, when I was married to Danielle, she took care yeah. of everything, and so now that we're not married anymore, yeah, I'm, I just I'm I lost. Feel, I feel like a klutz. Yeah. Like I just I feel like I can't. You know, she just said to me. Make sure you put gel in your hair before you go, <laughs> because I don't want to see you on YouTube with that bad, shaggy, you know, Mark's brother, not Mark's, uh, Three Stooges hair. Right, yeah. Because, you know, if I had my way, I would just leave in the morning and just, you know, 
But I, 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 um, I feel like we're a team, and I, I feel lost without her. Yeah, oh, um, for sure. and obviously, God bless Dan for saying I'm yeah. on my oh, way. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. well, she was less for me than for Sam. Right, you know, she yeah. wanted she wanted Sam to go to Miami and yeah. and go to the game and and um, and have his fun. You know, what was really interesting about going to Miami. I had never been to South Beach. Yeah, and I was Sam and I were the guest of our first guest on the podcast this season, Bob Marier the interventionist and sobriety coach from Montreal. Bob has a place in South Beach. And when I called him up to ask him what's a good hotel near the stadium, he said, never mind that. He said, I'm going to uh, get you a condo in my building. He's in a condo building where people, uh, it's it's people basically from colder climes who come down right. intermittently and occasionally. And so they'll rent out each other's condos right. kind of thing. So he got us... He got us a place, and we stayed in South Beach. And uh, boy, I felt inadequate in South Beach. <laughs> There's a lot of money in. South well, Beach. I was going to ask you about how you enjoyed the travel gouge, because anybody who's traveled in the last couple of years knows what kind of gouging is going on. I won't partake, but a lot of people do. Um, and the more uh, wealthy or the, or the more prosperous the area, like South Beach. I think the deeper the gouge goes. Probably, yeah. We, um, uh, God bless his, uh, his soul. I shouldn't say that because he's not dead. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. Bob came to the airport and got us, and we landed in Lauderdale, which is like, I don't know, 40 minutes or mm -hmm. whatever from yep. in traffic. It was an hour. Uh, he came and got us when we landed, and he had already come back to Montreal when we left to come home. So he got us a driver. Uh, and that was 80 bucks U.S. Jesus to get to Murphy. the airport. Wow. And then when I got back to Montreal to go from Dorval to Point Claire, you know how far I live from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. You could throw a rock. You might have to pick it up and throw it a second time, yeah. but you could hit my house if you threw a rock. Uh, and that was $25. Well, Tell your story. Yeah, get a load of this. I land at 1 a.m. Friday morning last. 1 a.m. Not exactly a high traffic time of no. the day. <laughs> And there shouldn't I, be a lineup at the cab stand. No. And uh, I thought, no, do I take a cab? I thought, the Uber door is right there. I'm tired. While I'm waiting for my bag, I'll order an Uber. And I was staying and am staying at a hotel right around the corner from the airport. Literally, it's one of those airport hotels on Cardinal. And it's the Fairfield. It's, a, it's maybe, maybe a six-minute drive, maybe. And at one in the morning, it's probably a five-minute drive. Yeah. So I type in my destination and blah, blah, blah on the Uber app. Surge pricing, $66 they wanted at one in the goddamn morning. For a five-minute drive. For a five-minute yeah, drive. $66. So get this. I go looking for the hotel shuttle, which isn't there. And as I'm standing waiting for the shuttle, a cab driver slowly drives by on the departure level because you're not allowed to pick up people on the departure level. That's cheating. You're supposed to get in line and get it that way. So he rolls down his window, and I said, I'm not going far. I'm just going over to a hotel. He said, okay, that's okay. I'll take you. Puts my bag in the trunk. Get, I get in the car, and I notice he doesn't turn on the meter. And I figure, that's fine. You know, we'll come to some kind of agreement. And literally, I get in the car, and it's, <laughs> okay, we're here. 
And I get out of the cab, and before I get out of the cab, I said to the guy, I reached in my pocket, and I pulled out a 20, and I said to him, does this cover it? Thinking he would say, yeah, that's great, thanks. And he said to me, uh, no, it doesn't. The standard from the airport is 25. So that's the starting rate from the airport. Yeah, whatever, pal. I mean, honestly, and... You know, by that time, it was 2 in the morning. We had to begin recording on Friday. I didn't want to argue with him, so I gave him the 25 bucks. So that's uh, that's my little gouge yeah, story. Yeah, that's part of the gouge. Um, I remember when uh, Uber was first around, from the airport to downtown, depending on how much traffic there was, would cost maybe 35 to $55. Yeah. To downtown. That's yeah. what, 17 kilometers? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's insane. That's what absurd. does surge pricing mean? That's, well, that suggests to me high high volume, demand, busy time, high demand. How that's can there a, be high demand at one o'clock well, in the morning? That's the thing. It was a load of bullshit, is what it was. Yeah. And I I found a lot of people are complaining about that with Uber, and a lot of people. I think a lot of businesses are throwing shit at the wall to see what people will fall for. Yeah. You know, there are hotel rooms that three years ago were two or three or let's say even $400. There's a, a hotel at the airport in Vancouver that my wife and I would like to stay at if we had an early, early morning flight because we live 45 minutes from the airport. So we'd say, you know, let's go. We'll stay there. And and uh, you get up in the morning, you go right downstairs. Yeah. So it's kind of handy. It's similar to the Marriott yeah. at Dorval. Yeah. You go right downstairs, you're already at the airport. And on our particular date, uh, we clicked on the uh, website and it said, BC Residence Special. And I said, oh, sweetheart, they're having a special, a sale. So I clicked on it and it was $990 a night God for damn. a 400 square foot room. That's a standard size hotel room. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it's basically a bed, a shower, and a shitter for not even nine hours. A thousand hours. bucks. Yes. So, but we, we won't. How special is that? Yeah, we, yeah, thanks. Yeah. We won't participate in it. I, I won't, even if I have the money, I'm not paying it. Like I had the 60 bucks to pay to Uber, but yeah. out of the principle, I was like, no, fuck you. I'm not paying that. I'm not doing that. Well, you know what? The place you're staying at here, that Fairfield Inn and Suites yeah. out at the out at the airport, yeah. it's not the Ritz. No. Nope. But I noticed yesterday, I go and pick Terry up there every morning. First of all, shout out to the Filipino ladies yeah. uh, who run the, uh, the breakfast bar. The breakfast bar, yeah. because uh, I don't know if they know or not that I'm not staying there, but every morning I go in yeah. and I help myself to breakfast. Well, you've ruined that now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I don't think they're listening to yeah. us. Okay. But they're just, they're as friendly they're, and yeah, as nice as they can be. Yeah. And, and I don't think they know that I'm Freddie the Freeloader. How would they? No. And, you know? and, and the fact it, that I'm showing up every morning suggests that I'm staying there. It's a Marriott hotel, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm paying $179 a night. Oh, my God, you just gave me an idea. What's that? I thought you were going to say you just gave me an erection None okay. for $179 <laughs> a night. Well, in terms of hotel in hotels, yeah, that's you, a great you rate. cannot find a hotel Anything room under 200? anywhere under 200 bucks. Oh, you want my idea? Uh, yeah, uh, So, because I work at the, the airport part-time as well. Yeah. Right. I think before going into work, 
I'm gonna jump in for some free breakfast. I, there you go. Yeah. And then go I to feel work. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just be nice to them. I'm nice to yeah. them, and I'm and I joke well, you around might get with them. Well, them all fired. Well, no, I'm not. They don't. Well, they don't know. No, they don't. Yeah, they no. don't. And and I don't think they're listening. I don't think. No. I don't think our. And you Fairfield... weren't there. First of all, you weren't there every day. No. You you went. You joined me once there for a coffee. I don't think that's the end of the world. Yeah. But it's it, you know I I don't want to plug them because I don't get anything for free no, from them. No, I understand. Them. But I just, I, I was I, impressed with the right. We've been for looking, the money that you pay. Yes, we've been looking for a hotel, hoping a hotel would sponsor my stay in Montreal, and we can't find one. Yeah, so, so I shouldn't be. A, I go looking for a, I, a reasonably priced hotel, and that's the Fairfield Inn. Are they a Marriott property? They are. Okay, well then I'm going to talk to Brenda Rodriguez. Very good, and and get you try to get you in there for a sponsorship thing. Let me say this just before we move on about that hotel. Here's what. Here's what, uh, when the jury came in for me on that being, uh, I mean, the price is already good, but on it being a good hotel is when I went to the washroom the other day and it was spotless and sparkling And the clean. staff are amazing and the rooms are simple and they're clean. They're yeah, big, clean, they're, clean counts for yeah, so much. Yeah, big, big, big time and the staff are amazing. And really, for that level of price in this day and age, it's quite yeah. something. I once heard it that's said quite, that quite a commercial we've given them. We, there. we sure have. Yeah. Sorry, Tara. I know you're mad at me now. No, for no, doing no, that's that. fine. <laughs> I once heard it said that Sorry. if you want to know how clean the kitchen is in a restaurant, yep. go to the bathroom. Well, you know what? When I worked at McDonald's, that was McDonald's philosophy. They taught us that people will judge the restaurant on the cleanliness of the washroom, and when I worked there. They had a crew member in the washroom at least every hour, making sure it was spick and span. Yeah. yeah. If the kitchen, if the washroom is yeah. clean, the kitchen is clean. Yeah. If the washroom is filthy, yeah. go somewhere Chance, else. Chances are it yeah. isn't good. We're going to, I want to talk about uh, Pantelis's quest to bridge the two solitudes. But before we do that, I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Sugar Sammy. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. I, I got a call. Uh, about a month ago from Sam, and Sam and I have been friends for a while, and I don't need to tell you who Sugar Sammy is. If you're a Montrealer or a Quebecer listening to this podcast, he really is quite a phenomenon. In the comedy scene, he has broken new ground in, the, in, in comedy in Quebec and in Canada with his bilingual shows, and he's been rewarded with nonstop sellouts for years now, literally for years his advertising is bold and funny and pisses off the people at the Journal de Montréal. Yeah, and he's, he's making all the right people mad. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just, it's bold, it's clever, it's courageous, it's a social commentary, and most importantly, it's some of the funniest, funniest comedy that's been put together uh, for uh, I, years and years and years. He's just got so good at this, and he's becoming a worldwide phenomenon. Sam yeah. is a big star in France with the, you know, the America's Got Talent uh, show. With France's the, version France's of that. France's version of that. He's a judge on that. France a beaucoup de capabilité. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure what it's called. And um, and now he's on tour across the country, and he's he's decided that... There are French people across the country, and he's taking it on the road. I'm yeah. Gonna, as we're recording this, I'm going to be seeing him this coming weekend in Vancouver. He's already performed in Winnipeg, and he's taking it to Western cities. in Edmonton, Calgary. Yeah, the bilingual shows. 
And if you are in Montreal, start making plans for next year now. Yeah. And and hop to it because the January 20, 2023 is all sold out. So he added 2024 shows. January sold out like that. And uh, now February is in the process of being sold out. Right. So go to sugarsammy.com now and get your tickets. If you've never seen Sammy oh before, it is a show not to be missed. If you've seen him before, you know he's worth going back to see again. We saw him at UCAM, the the theater the, that was at the, uh, you know, UCAM is a hotbed of uh, nationalism. Yeah. And I think, I don't know this to be true, but I think he deliberately picked that theater <laughs> because he likes to poke the bear. And he, but he had them eaten out of the palm of his Yeah, hand. yeah. And they loved it. Yeah, they everybody loved it. And loved didn't we them. sit beside, was it, was it Jean-Francois Lisée we it sat was. beside, did, was yeah. it? I didn't know it was Jean-Francois Lisée. Yeah. Isn't he a former PQ leader? Oh, is yeah. he ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's really pq Yeah. <laughs> well, he was the leader, was he not? Yeah, he was at yeah. one point. And, and that's a testament to... So many people who go to see Sammy in in French, both on the French side and the English side. I'm telling you, it's just a wonderful, wonderful show. Get your tickets. Plan to get them. Makes a great Christmas present, by the way. Yep. Uh, we're recording this in October of 2023, so makes a great Christmas present. Sugarsammy.com. Get them before they're gone. Now, speaking of comedy, I love this idea. I went with you last night to the Bordel. Do tell the, the Bordel, about the Bordel? The Bordel is a, a spectacular comedy club. I think it's, with all due respect to our great and good friends, David Acker and Phil Shushat, who own the Comedy Nest, and the late Ernie Butler, who founded the Comedy Nest, God rest his soul. Um, I think the Bordel is, uh, is the well, on the French side, it's the hottest club in town. There's no doubt about that. And it's just also so beautifully laid out and put together and well thought out. I think... And Poseidon can confirm this. I believe it's See, owned by six comedians, right? Absolutely. Mike Ward and five other comedians own the place, right? So they know a thing or two about, about how to two. set up a comedy <laughs> club. They know how to set up a room. And those rooms, there are two rooms at the Bordel. They're so beautifully set up for stand-up comedy. And the pub, the uh, the le pub quartier spectacle or something like that. What's it uh, called? Le Quartier Latin. That. that. Yeah, yeah. You, mange, can, you, you can, can tell. You can tell which one of us grew up here. <laughs> yeah. I can actually speak French. You can mange bien there. Eh? You can mange very bien yeah. there. So Pantelis has uh, organized Tuesday night English night at what is otherwise a full-time French comedy club, and uh, we were there last night. I did a set. Have you done a set there yet, no. Poseidon? No. Well, you should get on Pantelis. I talked him into letting me go up. <laughs> he went fine. Fuck. I, haven't done, I haven't done stand up in a while, so I don't oh, know. is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, it was uh, it was a good show. It was a lot of fun, and it's the best kept secret in English Montreal. And unfortunately, here's the, yeah, here's the thing um, that I love about Pantelis. He's finding comedians that are off the radar and are fall down funny. Last night uh, reminded me, Ted, of when you and I used to go to Club Soda and see unknown comedians like Louis C.K. Yeah. You know, that uh, that Quinn kid that we met after the I show. Wish I, I wish I could have remembered his last name. Can you find out for us, Poseidon? Montreal comedian, young Montreal comedian, young Montreal. first name Quinn, Quinn. Q-U-I-N-N. Yeah. Him and the uh, ginger boy there. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what was um, his name? Uh, Harrison. Harrison. Harrison Weinreb. Yeah, isn't this he the greatest beside yes. This guy, he, this guy, this, Harrison's going to be a star. Yeah. And Pantelis, Pantelis is not only 
discovering these people and finding them out. He's bringing them to an audience that doesn't know that they're there in a really, really beautiful club. And what he's trying to do is get English people to go down to that area and experience that nice club and that nice restaurant. So if you're listening to this and you've never been down that way, I highly recommend. Is it always Tuesday night, Ted? Tuesday night is English Comedy Night at the Bordel on Ontario Street East, just uh, maybe two blocks west of Barrie. Yeah. And go early and eat at yeah. Le Pub Kelka Shows. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the food there is so good. And then for $15. Yeah. $15, an evening of stand-up, of quality stand-up yeah. comedy. $15, that's what a pack of smokes costs now, isn't it, Poseidon? Or did you quit? Yeah. Are, you, are uh, you still off I, the weed? I lost that battle. Oh, okay. no. Sorry to hear. Well, listen, man, don't uh, don't give up. Yeah. Don't I give... One of the things that I loved, like I said about that, I, I love when you find a new comedy voice. Yeah. And, and you discover new styles and and stuff that really made us belly laugh yeah, last yeah, night yeah. there were well, harrison harrison yeah. had his belly laughing right right the from gate. the get what did he say at the beginning how are, how is everybody are you sick i'm sorry harrison i'm not doing probably hate that yeah they do yeah but he just he's got i said to ted he's got a little stephen wright in him yeah he's very dry just really you know he's got a he's got his own style, yep. but I it, it's the kind of thing we've seen so many comedians over the years. I remember thinking to myself, this kid is going to be a star. Very dry, very and, and so is I think Quinn is on his way too. Wait, could you find him? Did you find him? No, I didn't okay. find him. Yeah, because I tried earlier, and uh, we'll have to ask. Uh, isn't it maybe on the, I, maybe it, follows me on Instagram? Isn't yeah, it or on Pantelis's tweet? Isn't it? Is it? Is it with the well, pictures? The, the pictures oh. are, but oh, I don't yeah, think the is. names okay. are. Yeah. But I don't know if the names are Probably on there. Yeah. Send Pantelis a text, um, uh, Poseidon, mm -hmm. and uh, ask him what Quinn's last name is, because it would be nice to give him. A, it would be yeah. nice to give him a plug. The he mighty is, Quinn. Oh, this yeah. guy. That guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. Quinn dot lag. Quinn lag. Quinn dot lager. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you it's, spell it? Uh, Quinn uh, with two N's. Dot L A G U E. Oh, lag. Uh, yeah. Lag. Quinn, if you're listening to this, we're very sorry. Yeah, yeah. We really loved your routine and your comedy, and we're sorry about fucking up your name. That's yeah. really not nice. Quinn told me while we were leaving the building last night, we had to leave uh, early. We didn't get to see the rest of the lineup because uh, Ted and I had to get up today to do the podcast. Um, he told me that he came into the studio at, at the old radio station when he was at Riverdale High School. He said, this is the second time I've met you. And I said, oh, have we met before? He said, yeah, I came into the studio one morning when I was in high school. And I said to Terry, I would have thought you'd remember that voice because he had yeah. a set of pipes on him. He had the biggest voice. He must carry his testicles around in a yeah. wheelbarrow <laughs> with a what, voice like that. What, do we know, what's the, what do you call the two dots? Are those umuts? Umlat. <laughs> An umlat. Um, um, language specialist. Yeah. Terry DeMonte, don't forget your umuts. What so is he's it? got an umlaut in his last name, is and that his what first it is? name's Quinn. So he's like a uh, he's like an Irish German. So what do you what do you how do you pronounce the e when there's an I, umlaut there? I couldn't tell you, not a clue. I, I just call it e with a double dot. We'll have to get okay. him. Uh, hey, he's got a bunch <laughs> of mutual friends of mine. We'll have to get him on the podcast yes. sometime. I liked him a lot. I'd yeah, like to get me, Harrison on too. Yeah, me too. 
Um, so it, the reason we wanted to mention this is because it needs a, a more support. Yeah. The idea of getting English people down to Ontario Street. And by the way, even don't tell the premier, but everybody's bilingual down there. Yeah. Well, the crowd last night, the crowd last night was all young bilingual francophones. Which is what Sugar Sammy knew yep. when he came up with the concept for his show. And the wait staff and the organizers, the poor organizing kid came up to me and he said, uh, and I said, excuse me? He's and then he figured out that and you were having said, trouble. He said, and like an idiot, I said, oui. <laughs> and then he Just said, yeah. <laughs> and I finally gave up and I said, he's performing. And the kid switched right away yeah. and said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to bother you. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, it, it, like, don't be frightened of it. Everybody is super nice. Amazing, and it's a wonderful way to to discover the other side of the city yep. and new comedy voices. And again, for the price of a pack of smokes, and that room full of young francophones, young hip francophones, all laughed at old English guys' jokes. They sure and that did. was very gratifying for me. They sure did. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a question for you yes, guys. Yes, please. Uh, coming, coming back on the hotel breakfast topic, mm-hmm. um, what's the worst breakfast you've ever had at a hotel? Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. At a hotel. Because um, I have a story about that. I think okay. it's a good story. I, I'm trying to think of worse breakfast because they're I, all it's all pretty standard yeah, to me. Pretty yeah, pretty amazing. I you know, for for that at the Fairfield where I'm staying, that spread that they put out in the morning for like one seventy nine a night is yeah. You know, it's, it's and it's the, the nice thing about it is that it's complimentary. It's yeah, part, it's part of the yeah. deal. Because if you go to a hotel where you have to pay breakfast, yeah, you're yeah. looking at thirty five bucks for bacon and eggs. Now. Yeah, that's a guess on my part. I, but yeah. yeah, most most because I usually choose a nice hotel to stay in. Poseidon, I nothing immediately comes to mind. I'm I'm saying you've got a. So the worst hotel breakfast I've ever had in my life is when we were on tour for Mike's uh, own war tour. Right. Uh, we were staying at this hotel in Gatineau that was attached to the casino. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, for some reason, Mike Lack, uh, uh, Lack Kelka shows Lack Leamy. Yeah, La, yeah, yeah. For some reason, he put me. Uh, or they put me, I don't know, who, they put me in the presidential suite. I think it was intended for Mike, but I think I got it by mistake. And, oh. Mike, and Mike was just like, look, he's experienced so much poverty in his life. Let the kid yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of him. And that room came with uh, the breakfast. This hotel, you had to pay for the breakfast. Right. But this room came with the breakfast. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, fuck, look at me, presidential suite. And then I was all excited. I'm like, I'm going to eat like a king. And uh, I get to the, the, the restaurant of the hotel. It was somewhere on the upper floor right and uh they sit me down i'm like oh this is nice and everything i'm like okay when 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 can i go and get food and they're like we'll bring it to you don't worry sir and they bring me this small plate with the smallest breakfast burrito i've ever seen in my entire life now it was delicious 
but I was so disappointed and so hungry, I guess, and hungry at yep. the at the quantity of food. And that was it. That was it. That was all you got. You got a, a half oh, yes. a burrito, breakfast burrito with 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 a, a, a teaspoon of salsa on it. <laughs> and some decorative tomatoes, and that was it. And I was so now it was delicious, but I was so angry <laughs> that I loaded. Like, you were allowed to go and get toast. I loaded up on toast. Like, <laughs> you couldn't order a second burrito. Nope, it was, uh, was all. It? Uh, yeah, it was all measured for, taking into account for for wow. the people that had it included. That's kind of shitty. Um, let's uh, answer some questions, Ted. We promised that we would answer some questions. I said I would only answer multiple choice or true or false. All right. <laughs> what do you got? So on the uh, false. By, by the way, <laughs> um, you can follow us on sto- uh, on social media. Social media. <laughs> yeah. Go to your social media yeah. platforms. Also, you can follow us on social media there too. Uh, we do have a standing by the Terry and Ted podcast page on the Facebook, um, and uh, I did post there. You can ask us some questions. Uh, Jackino wants to know when the new season is coming out. So I'll answer him on Facebook, obviously, okay. because the season is already out, if you're listening to this. This is an interesting question I thought from Jason Graves. What was the very first vehicle each of you purchased? What was the year, make, and model of the very first vehicle that you bought? Now, I don't know if Jason means the nice first nice car or the first car. I think he means the first car. Okay. Yeah. You want to go? Sure. 1971 Porsche 914. What? Do you remember the Porsche 914? I do. It was like a glorified Volkswagen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And it, I bought it from a cabinet minister in PEI. I was living and working in Charlottetown. I think his name was Barry Clark. And I bought this car, and it was a real piece of shit. And it came <laughs> with a spare engine. <laughs> That well, should that's have been a much, red flag. Yeah, well, seriously, but I was 19 years old, <laughs> yeah, of course. and all I knew yeah. was that I was getting yeah. a Porsche, and so and so I bought the thing, and uh, and I moved to Montreal not too long after that, and I somehow managed to get it here, uh, but on the drive from PEI to Montreal, it broke down three or four times. Yeah, and uh, quiet car too. That yeah, thing. oh yeah, yeah. And by the time I got it here, <laughs> I got it to Boucherville. And I left it in a parking lot out there because it just—it was just—it was not running, and um, uh, and then I had it towed to the apartment building that I moved into in Montreal, and then within uh, a couple of months I had sold it to somebody who who understood what a piece it, of shit it was, and that it was a reclamation project, right. and um, and I sold it for a few hundred bucks and took a big bath on it and uh, and learned a lesson. There you go. Oddly enough, my first car was a Volkswagen, a mm-hmm. Volkswagen Beetle. I bought a 67 Volkswagen Beetle from a nice old lady that literally only drove it on the weekends to shop. I think when I picked it up, whatever it was, I think it was maybe nine or 10 years old. I paid $250 for it. She worked She worked at the, the uh, Protestant School Board of, of Greater Montreal, which is on, uh, it's called St. Luke Road, I think. Anyway, she lived right around the corner, and literally a friend of mine that lived across the street, our neighbors, said, I got the perfect car for you, and I bought it, and I loved that car so much and drove it into the ground. And um, I, to this day, I would like to have a VW Beetle just for the nostalgia of it, and I would like to buy one, but I'm online sometimes looking to see if I can buy one. I had three or four of them over the course of my lifetime, 
and a VW Beetle in decent shape is now over ten thousand dollars. Wow! For the Beetle, yeah. So well, it's it's a it's a piece of nostalgia and yeah. it's a collector's item. Was that the original one? The first one you bought was that the red one that our late great friend Skip Snare no. ended up with? No, I, this, because that was yours as well. Was yeah, it not? that was a '73 that I sold to Skip. Okay, and that uh, was a beautiful car. Yeah, I loved that car yeah. too. And I, you know, at one point I just had. This is going to sound so douchey, but you I had just, too many cars. I had too many cars. <laughs> I at one point, like an idiot, like an idiot. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say this because it's the podcast. I'm embarrassed by this. I had a BMW 540. Mm-hmm. I had a BMW Z4. I remember that two BMWs in the driveway with one ass. I've only got one ass. Terry what and was... I used to drive around in the Z4 with the top down, looking like life partners. <laughs> And I had a Volkswagen in a garage that yeah. I, I just never drove and couldn't use, and Skip loved it, and that's why I sold it. We should use this as a segue. Talk about our friends at Jaguar Lander over Laval. If you like, sure. Speaking of automobiles. More questions to come, by the way. I've, oh. got, I've got them in my hand here. Jaguar Lander over Laval has been a sponsor of this podcast from the very beginning, and every time we come to town, and we come to town, I'm already here. Every time <laughs> Terry comes to town... Uh, they give me a courtesy vehicle to uh, ferry Terry to and fro uh, from to and from the studio. And the first time around, they gave us a Land Rover Defender. What a beautiful, Oof. big, luxury hog that thing was. And then they gave us the Jaguar F-Type Sports Coupe, which was a spectacular vehicle. That'll move right along. That'll get you where you're going in a hurry. Sure will. Third time around, I believe, was the Discovery Sport, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. There was the uh, F-Pace SUV. And this time around, it's the Range Rover Evoque. You want to talk about comfort? Yeah. Holy smoke. Yeah, I have to be careful not to fall asleep at the <laughs> yes, wheel of that thing. <laughs> a, because I'm old and tired, yeah. and B, because it's just such a... A comfortable yeah, ride, yeah. and it's a it's the perfect urban vehicle. It sure it's is. very it's very very snazzy looking. It's very sleek. Uh, it's a Range Rover, but it's not the big ass Range Rover, so it's a lot easier to maneuver around the city and to park. And uh, it's got all the Range Rover amenities and uh, the Range Rover name on the back. It's I want to buy it. It's it's just a beautiful. I said to Ted yesterday, how many miles does it have on it? Because they have a just a beautiful previously owned. Uh, Their pre-owned apartment. inventory. Yeah. I looked online at Jaguar Laval's uh, La, Jaguar Land Rover Laval's pre-owned inventory. They've got three or four uh, Range Rover Evokes for sale up there with low mileage, but because. They're pre-owned. I think the way it works with cars, I think the minute you drive them off the lot, a new one off the lot, like the depreciation is... uh, Yes, sir. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah. So you can get a low-mileage, pre-owned, certified Land Rover Evoque for, uh, relatively speaking, not a whole lot of money. Go to jaguarlaval.ca or landroverlaval.ca. It's fun just to window shop online. Uh, at a luxury car dealership like that, just to see what there is. And uh, have a look at those Evokes. You'll like what you see. JaguarLaval.ca, LandRoverLaval.ca. One of our new sponsors that we're excited to welcome is a company called AccuTech Electric. Uh, I got a note from Tom and Trish, and I had a Zoom meeting with them. And my first question to them was, 
why on earth do you think we could help you? Ted and I don't know anything about, you know, uh, becoming a master electrician. And Tom said, that's okay. I'm a second generation master electrician uh, at the uh, helm of Accutech Electric. It's again, it's a family run business. It's a common theme. Ted and I love family run businesses because you're always able to deal with the owner. You don't have to write a letter to the head office to in Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they've just got a wonderful, I had a nice long chat with Tom. They just got a wonderful approach to business, a wonderful approach to their employees. They foster a really beautiful attitude at the shop and a lovely work ethic that they like to know leads to professional quality service for the customers. They specialize in high-end residential renovations and new builds. If you're you're getting ready to build a new house, uh, they can uh, offer high-quality uh, custom work. They can take care of simple electric problems. Uh, safety is their top priority. Ted and I say this all the time when we talk about them. When it comes to electricity in the house, you don't want to leave that to amateurs. No, you don't. No, no. Yeah. Why are you standing in that mud puddle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while you're inserting that? By, by the way, they also have 25 years of servicing the industrial sector. Uh, they specialize in machine maintenance, uh, installing safety items in machines. They work with plant managers. They can tell you how to change your lighting, offer a lighting solution, help you get a hydro rebate for a lighting upgrade. They can steer you through any uh, electrical problem you may need solved. Um, I loved these people, and I think you will too. If you're looking uh, for people that can uh, solve your problems uh, with electrics, you want to call them. Accutech Electric Incorporated. Um, just tell Tom and Trish you did hear the knuckleheads and uh, you want to you want more information. You can email them, by the way, info at Accutech, A-C-U-T-E-C-H dot C-A. That's where their website is, Accutech dot C-A. Um, okay. More questions? More questions? More briefing? More briefing, Mr. Elfin. Um, all right. Here's... Uh, this is an interesting question from Helder Santos. If both of you were going to live on a desert island but could only take one thing, what would it be? Wow. God, it is. Um, I'm not sure how to answer that question. Um, I'd say Tiffany. <laughs> I don't know who Tiffany is, but... Poseidon does. Okay. The first uh, yeah. the first thing that comes... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess my wife. Yeah. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I remember That's seeing, the right answer. Yes, okay. Especially for you. Yes. Yeah. Mark, Tiffany doesn't even talk to me, but Mark, you're married to Jess. Mark Bajaron Molloy says, I remember seeing a post from you guys a while ago saying you had been recording episodes all day and you were into your 23rd hour. What do you do to keep focused and keep going on for so long? I don't remember being into our 23rd hour. <laughs> what? what the fuck is that? <laughs> Not sure. Um, Mark must have thought we were working for a long time. I, we've done that in the past. You know, when we were doing well, a radio show. Well, when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. when we were a younger yeah. show. Now we yeah. just... Yeah, 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 but I mean, it's a, it's a legit question because we we record an entire season in a week. So, and we've experienced it this week. Um, it's, you know, we're not... 
we're not doing heavy lifting no. or anything like that. But when you're when you've got to be quote unquote on, you know, for yeah. an hour or more, and yeah. then, and you do that three times a day, it can be mentally draining. So uh, what we do is uh, we take a lot of benzedrine, a <laughs> lot of benzedrine. No, that's not true. No, no there's not much you can do except nope. pace, you, you pace yourself. And keep going. Yeah. yeah. Tammy wants to know, Tammy Champagne says, what's the process of radio stations playing artist music to those artists getting royalties from their music being played? How does it get documented? Who documents it? Who sends out the checks? Tammy uh, the uh, the radio stations are governed by rules that say they've got to keep track of what they play, who they play, and when they play it. And I think it's two or three times a year. There's a um, uh, an association of uh, musicians and producers. Is that SoCan? Yeah, SoCan, and there's another one, KPAC, I think. Um, they call for the documentation, um, and then they have a formula where they... You know, like let's say working for the weekend by Loverboy, they they get all of the documentation from all of the radio stations across the country, and based on a certain formula, they pay out um, royalties for those songs. That's how that works. Richard wanted to know. Uh, he's mentioned on the air during one of his retirement broadcasts that WKRP was the closest uh, closest program to the real thing, and I'd like to know why. Richard, when I worked in Winnipeg. Um, in my very first radio station at City FM, there was a WKRP-style staff. We had uh, a general manager that was a little bit like... Big guy. Big guy. Yeah. We had a sales... Arthur Carlson. uh, Yeah, Arthur Carlson. We had a sales manager that was an awful like... Herb Tarlick. There are, there's usually more than one Herb Tarlick in yeah, the sales there, department. Yeah, sales managers are the same all over the world. Um, a crazy morning man, um, a sort of uh, wild kind of evening guy. All the characters that were p- portrayed in WKRP portrays a time in radio that did exist mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s. And The receptionists I, were usually very attractive. Yep, I was lucky enough to work in that era, and WKRP... Uh, reminds me of uh, of my very first job in rock radio. There was a helium tank in the control room to wow. give you an idea of what was going on. We shouldn't forget Les Nessman too. And Les every Nesman. station, every yes. every newsroom had yep. at least Ab- one Les Nessman. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was very close, Richard. Thanks for the question. Hi guys, this is from Bisson uh, Le Bouchonon. Best guest and worst guest you've had in your time on the radio. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I know for sure. Okay, my, away you go. Joan Armitrading. Best? Worst. Worst, okay. Absolute yeah. worst. Treated me like absolute garbage. What was she even doing there then? Well, I don't know. And I was too young. I was intimidated and was just the absolute worst. Yeah. For me, probably uh, the race car driver from uh, La Chine. Uh He raced um, He raced IndyCar, and I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> He got uh, he got locked in the stairwell. Okay, <laughs> he couldn't get in the, the stairwell door to get into the radio station. It was, this was early in the morning before reception was open. Patrick, 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 what's his last name? Um, and he couldn't get in, so he was annoyed at being stuck in the stairwell for fifteen minutes. God, and, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then when it when we finally got him into the studio. Uh, I mistakenly said he was from Lachine instead of Lachine. Oh. So I can understand him being annoyed. Yeah. 
Um, but he probably could have handled it more graciously and yes. professionally than he did. Yeah. He made it abundantly clear that he, you know, he was pissed off and he didn't want to be there. As yeah. for as for my best guess, the list is too long. The first it really is first ones that come to mind are Guy Lafleur and Jean Beliveau. Yeah. Um, the the kind of goosebumps that were on my my arms when they were in the studio. Uh, Eddie Money was a lot of fun. John Bon Jovi was a lot of fun. Do you remember the day that? Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd came in. And Dan he Aykroyd. Was, uh, he, yeah. was, he was promoting a yes, vodka. Yeah, and his tequila, I think. Tequila, yeah. yeah. Sam yeah. Sam came in that morning, my yeah. son, and Sam would have been about 10 at the time, and Dan Aykroyd was so nice to him. Yeah. And I've often found, and I remember you saying this, and it's so true, usually, not always, but usually, for whatever reason, or often at least, the bigger the star, the nicer the person. Yeah. Melissa Etheridge, Jan Arden. Uh, Jan Arden was an absolute and to this day we're friends she's an absolute hoot. she's awfully miserable on twitter though well she's she's got a she's got a political campaign that she's you know she's an agenda very a very agenda very driven pushes, yeah. about uh the transport of horses over to the uh the asian part of the world uh but she's again this is she's a lovely lovely woman and was a great guest and there are so many because i love interviewing so many guests over the years have been Absolute joy to be around. Absolute joy. Um, here's a question. Richard Mrotzik. I hope I'm doing that right, Richard. How? Here's another how the sausage is made question scenario. A client specifically requests Ted Bird to use his voice for a series of voiceover ads. Even though it's an ad revenue for the radio station, can a radio station refuse the use of Ted Bird's voice and demand somebody else? Has this ever happened? Just using Ted as an example to illustrate my point. Well, um, you know, I know that um, I voice ads for my friends at Literacits, for mm -hmm. example. Those things air on CJD, and uh, I'm not sure if they air on Shom. I don't know. Um, and I have read ads for Felix and Norton Cookies, and we've done ads for Merson, and um, they're, you know, we're usually compensated for uh, being the voice of an ad. Um, and well, it is especially if, if the client has requested that. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, you know, in the days of serious competition, um, like for example, uh, in the days of Q92, when we were doing the show morning show and Q92 was our big competitor with Aaron and Tasso, you know, if I, if I read an ad for the Mersons on show, I would say, hi, I'm Terry DeMonte for Merson Automotive. Right. And if the Mersons wanted to buy advertising time on Q, that they, wouldn't fly. Well, they would take the ad, but I wouldn't be able to say hi. I'm yeah. Terry Demonte. I would be like, now, now a word for the Mersons. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was the English voice of Renault Depot in Quebec for many years, and my commercials played on other radio stations when I was working at Shome and mm -hmm. doing Renault Depot commercials. But I was never Ted Bird. I was just the voice. Of, is, was that his question? I th I think that was the question. Yeah, yeah. like would other radio stations? Yeah, would would yeah. they be allowed okay. to use it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would unless it was a personalized endorsement, and in that case, it would uh, there would have to be other arrangements made. Yeah, um, and uh, there was a question uh, that seems to be gone now. I was just looking at it, and uh, uh, it seems to have uh, disappeared. So maybe that person deleted that. Okay, um, here is. <laughs> 
here's a couple of more. This came from my personal page. Any chance of a podcast with Montreal-born Gino Vanelli? I'd love to have Gino Vanelli on the show. I don't know if he would do it, but we can ask. Um, Claire wants to know if we can get William Shatner on the podcast. William Shatner hates me and will never speak to me, and it's okay because William Shatner and I don't get along. So that's a no, then. So that, that's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, uh, sorry about that, Claire. Uh, well, he's also 173 years old, Yeah, isn't it he? doesn't matter, and he's not a very nice man. Yeah. Um, I have this, Christina says, I have this faint memory of a summer when Kermit the Frog song was being played over and over and over again on the radio in some kind of protest on Montreal radio. I think I was about eight years old. Was that you, Terry? It was not. It was that was Ralph Lockwood. Wow, Ralph Lockwood back in the day pulled that off at CKGM. That predates you. It does on Montreal mornings. Uh, here's one from Anthony Wilson Smith. Oh, Anthony! I love Anthony Wilson Smith. One the nicest of the, man, nicest man in the world. Former editor of McLean's magazine, now in charge of Historica Canada. That's right. If you've seen those Heritage Minutes about the history of the country. Anthony uh, is the... He oversees that. He oversees that. Okay, Tara, serious one. Do you each remember your first meet and initial impressions of each other? Yeah, it was the night that you came over to my place when I applied for the news... Yeah. Morning news job at Shom, and you and Ian McLean, who was the program director at the time, came yes. over to my upstairs duplex in NDG, and we had a few glasses of scotch and got we along did. famously. And uh, I was working with you within a couple of weeks. Yeah, I. It's funny. I remember it well. I remember going upstairs and meeting you and your wife. And I remember the scotch. I don't know why you must have had good scotch. Um, and we had a conversation. And I remember. You know when you meet somebody and you know right away. I, I have that radar. I don't know if you, everybody else does, but in my gut, I thought to myself. Oh boy, do I like this guy and I think I could have a lot of fun with this guy. And I don't know how long we were there. I don't think it was very long. It was nighttime. So we An both hour had to and work. Half maybe, yeah. I think we both had to work yeah. the next day. Yeah. So it was nice to meet you. And down the stairs we went. And as the two doors closed on Ian's car, I said to Ian, You have to make this happen. I want to work with this guy. And uh for you. 35 years. 35 that years. That was 1988. Later. Here we are. You yeah. remember the year. I don't I remember do, yeah. the year. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, good question, Anthony. Thank you. Hope you're well, by the way. Dario, the music lover. Terry DeMonte and Ted Bird, have you heard from Scene Too Tall? Will you ever have him on an episode? Would you plan an episode with all past and present show DJs and office colleagues you are friends with? Have a great day. Dario, um, I have not spoken to Too Tall. Not because we're out of touch, but because I'm retired. Tutal's retired. Um, Tutal is a very private man. He he, you know, he's not a social media guy. He just he keeps to his to himself. And uh, I would love to have Tutal on he'd the podcast. He'd make a great guest for the and podcast, and we think he'd make a great guest. An episode with all past and present Shom DJs. I Studio's not big enough. Yeah, we don't have that. Many, we don't have that much room. Yeah, but we would like to have Pete Marriott on the show. We would love to have Pete Marriott on and the show. And one day I would like to have Randy Renault on the show. Randy would be great. One time we should have Jason Rockman on the show. Jason could come on now because yep. he doesn't work there anymore. That's right. Pete and Randy, because they still work there, the fucking assholes who run that place won't let them on. You, you know go. why? Because they're fucking assholes. That's why. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> 
Kim Reynolds wants to know, what's the real story behind Terry, Ted, and Kim? If Shom came knocking again, would you do it? Um, well, I can tell you, Kim, there is no chance in hell that Shom will ever come knocking again. It's not... Especially not after I just called them fucking assholes. <laughs> Um, and it's not, it's not just Shom. I was telling somebody this morning, I think I was telling George this morning, that um, the radio business is an odd business in that people in the radio game who are in the radio game for a very long time and have a lot of knowledge about the radio game have become um, persona non grata. Like, I, you know, I was in the business for a long time. I think I had a pretty good career. Nobody, nobody has ever phoned me. Nobody has ever asked me a question. Nobody has asked me to talk to a younger broadcaster. Nobody, nobody. Well, bothers. mentoring no longer exists yeah, it, for whatever right. reason. And I've, I've been invited to some nice things. Like I was at the Walk of Fame ceremony a few weeks ago. Um, but I, even if I wanted to work and I wouldn't mind doing something, you know, part-time, there are just no opportunities for older broadcasters. They're not interested they're looking for young people that, you know, they can push around and, and yeah. pay a little money to. So, to. Yeah, so it's it's never going to happen. I, I would love to go back on the radio just part-time. It would be a lot of fun. And uh, the story behind Terry, Ted, and Kim, I don't know what the story is that you want to hear. Um, we Kim joined the morning team when her husband was hired. Yes. As the program director, that's correct. And he said, "Okay, I'll come." Yeah. But my wife needs to come with me, so right. you got to find something for her. So they made her the news the, the reader news person on the morning show. Yes. And I think you were st she was still there when you left and went to Calgary. Yes. She was no longer there when I left. I think that her and her husband at that point had I forget where they had moved to, but they had moved Hamilton, I think. Yeah. So. So that's that's the story, uh, yeah, as, I, as best I could tell it to yeah. you. I'm not I'm not sure what what story you mean, but that that's how it came to pass. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. that's how it came to pass, yeah. and that's how it uh, how it evolved, yes. and and then eventually ended. Kim is in Niagara Falls now, I believe. I believe so. And she's <clears throat> uh, she works uh, she works for a charitable organization. I believe so. And uh, does quite well at it, I think, because every time I see one of her posts on LinkedIn. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of activity on it. So and, yeah, and her, and her mom was terrific. Eh? Yeah, Marianne yeah, wasn't she, she the was best? Great. And uh, and her husband Bob is retired. I think. He is, eh? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bob uh, Bob went through a, a health uh, yeah. scare as yeah. as most of us have by yeah. the time we get uh, to this age. But he came through the other side. He certainly did. Um, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He certainly did. <laughs> I could let that go. Yeah, I, I know. I wish you would have because I don't want Bob to think that we wish him ill will. We wish no, him nothing but the best. No. Absolutely. Um, now uh, we um, those are <clears throat> all the questions as we have them. <laughs> I, I, In a day, you don't know how to get them all answered. <laughs> so I don't see any on Twitter. If I missed any of the questions, you know what? I'm going to post that slide again before we do more episodes because um, I like that. It's it's a way of, of answering questions. And it's, it's a way a, of engaging the audience. And it's also a way of saying thank you. You know, we always thank our sponsors, but we also want to thank uh, the people that download the podcast. Yeah, if you weren't downloading the yeah. podcast, the sponsors wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's exactly right. God bless you. Um, I want to mention quickly two things uh, that I've recently watched that I highly recommend. 
watch the Mr. Dress Up documentary on oh, yeah? Prime. Yeah. If you're a Canadian, if you, you know, I if you watched Mr. Dress Up when you were a kid, our cats are called Casey and Finnegan. My wife is a massive Mr. Dress Up fan. And as a matter of fact, we have a painting of Mr. Dress Up, Casey and Finnegan in the house, like an original painting by a BC artist wow. uh, in the house. Um, we're big fans. This documentary is such a lovely, warm, wonderful love letter to a life well led to an amazing, you know, Canadian who actually came up from the states. Uh, Mr. Dress Up, uh, Ernie Coombs, and Fred Rogers were good friends. Wow! And they, they, er, Ernie and Fred came up together. Fred worked for the CBC for about a year, and Ernie stayed behind and became Mr. Dress Up. And he had a really interesting and somewhat sad life. I think his wife was killed in. The most stupid, bizarre accident, um, she was coming out of a Loblaws in Toronto, and a car had an accident on the street and drove into the Loblaws, and she was killed at the age Terrible. of 55. Ah. Just an awful, awful story. But the, the documentary is not depressing. It's a celebration of his life. Right. If, if you loved Mr. Dress Up or you watch it when you were a kid, highly recommend it. And the other thing that I absolutely loved and I highly recommend, you probably already know about this, is the Beckham, the David Beckham documentary. My wife has turned me into a Premier League soccer fan, and I know more and more about it every weekend. And David Beckham is one of the greatest soccer players of all time, greatest football players of all time, as they say over there, and also one of the most interesting cats and nicest men, and has an interesting family, you know, Talk about a power couple. He married Posh Spice. Yeah, well, he's so. a cultural icon. Thank you. That's what yeah. I was looking for, Ted. Um, Beckham documentaries on Netflix. Uh, Mr. Dress Up is on Prime. Now, before we say goodbye, yes, we got a couple of shout-outs. Yes, we do. Including one to our great and good friends at Merson Automotive. Uh, we were down there this week while recording the podcast, and yes. we saw Kara yep. and Celso, who are the third-generation of the Merson family to be running that joint. Ben Merson started it in 1970. When he retired, his son Mark and Mark's wife Bonnie took over, and now Mark and Bonnie are happily retired. And would they be in um, Puerto Vallarta by now? Um, I'm not sure. I think well, they might not wait there, till they're January. Packing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're getting ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So Kara and Salsa. Salsa. <laughs> Kara and Celso, sorry, Celso, uh, are running the place now and running it with the same uh, efficiency and the same, uh, and Terry talks about it time and time again, that same family touch uh, that is so important to us when we um, when we take on sponsors and uh, is important to us as customers of of Merson Auto. That's, uh, that's a big part of what keeps me going back there. Uh, good, decent, honest people who will never, ever sell you a product that you don't need or perform a service that you don't need. And that's why generations of families keep going back to Merson again and again and again. This is the busy winter tire season. Cripes, is it ever. If you need new winter tires, <laughs> go down to Merson. They've got tires for all cars and all budgets. And uh, as always, there is uh, a rebate offer available on Yokohama, which is their... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's their co-op brand. They yes. do a lot of they do business. a lot of work, a lot of business yeah. 
with uh, Yokohama. And that's a pretty good brand to hit your wagon to because that is uh, a longstanding quality tire brand. Whatever you need uh, in terms of tires or other products, repairs, uh, maintenance, which is extremely important at any time of the year. And uh, the Mersons, while they're changing your tires, they'll give your car the once-over. And if there's anything you need, they'll tell you what. And if you don't need anything, they'll tell you that, too, because they're good, honest people. I'm telling you, a person will answer the phone, but give them some time. Yesterday, I thought they were giving away Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, I know. When we were there, the, the phone <laughs> rang so much. It was just great. And but that's everyone one, calling to make their yeah, appointment to change their winter tires. Yeah, and it, but it's one of the great things. An actual person picks up the phone. Yeah, Val is usually uh, the one who answers the phone, and she's absolutely lovely. Uh, I like to refer to Val as uh, my third wife. I don't know how she would feel about that, but there it is, Val. <laughs> okay. Right there. Mercenauto.com. Another visit we made this week, I took Ted to Matlab Bonheur for a little lie down. Yeah, I took uh, <laughs> I took a new comforter out for a test nap, and I liked it, so I bought it. It was really something. We went in. There's There are 18 uh, locations of Matlab Bonheur all around the island of uh, Greater Montreal, actually 17 locations, and there's the online store, of course. But the very first store opened years ago on St. Genevieve. They had a pickup truck and some mattresses to sell, and that's where they started all of these years ago. Gwen Boulevard on uh, in St. Genevieve, that store is still there. And how beautiful is that store? Like, that store itself is comforting. It's really nice. It's yeah. really, really nice, and I never would have thought that I would go into like a mattress store, a bedding store, and go, wow, this yes. is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are many nice mattress and bedding stores, but this one was spectacular. You get welcomed with a big smile yesterday uh, when we were there, the other day when we were there. Kevin welcomed us with open arms, asked some, Ted some questions about how he slept and what he was looking for, um, and uh, you walked out of there with uh, an adult covering for the bed. Yeah, you, you, what do you call it? A duvet. A duvet, a duvet and a duvet, and a duvet cover. cover yeah. And and. Of the highest quality. And the important thing to me was I'm a Schwitzer. Yeah. When you I are. yeah, I sweat in my sleep. And yeah. I had the the previous comforter I had was too heavy. And so I would wake up in a pool of my own sweat. I know that this is probably not the, you know, I'm, am I approaching this the wrong way? People no. don't want to know about me sweating in my sleep. <laughs> but I'm trying to get across the point that Kevin needed to know that information yeah, got, yeah. so that he could get the right product for me. And you got and it. he did. Yep. Um, and right now, there's a promo code discount. You can just mention Terry. Type in Terry or Ted. Give you up to 10% off, 5% off promo items, 10% off regularly priced items. Walk in the store or type it in if you're ordering online. Um, you will not be disappointed. Mattresses and bedding are so important to uh, uh, daily life because we spend so much time asleep you want experts to handle it for you, matlabunner.ca. Just before we go, do you ever get those uh, those phishing scams on uh, on text? Like yes. You get, you get a message from someone who's like obviously yeah. trying to rope you in yes. so that they... I just got one. Hey, David, it's Chrissy. The wine you gave me was great. Do you still have some saved, please? So I like to play with them. So I'm writing back, <laughs> no, but I'll send you a urine sample. <laughs> And you can see what you can extract from that. I think that's a good response, don't you? It's a fantastic yeah. response. Yeah. Thank you very much for downloading this guest-free episode of the Standing By podcast 
Our thanks to our sponsors, our thanks to you, our thanks to our podfathers, Mike Ward and Pantelis, and Poseidon, of course, we can't do it without you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you for being in studio. Thank you for your presence, and thank you for uh, your wisdom. Oh, wisdom. We have wisdom? <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. All right. He must have us confused with someone else. All right. We're off to get a coffee. All the best. Do keep in touch. Standing by, the Terry and Ted podcast has been brought to you by the UPS Store Canada. The UPS Store near you is locally owned and operated by a member of your small business community. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.